Welcome to SportsCars, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your hosts, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. All right, sports court time. How you doing, everybody? I'm Chet Kovic, along with ESPN's premier legal analyst, Lester Munson, as we uh, examine what's transpiring in the world of sports via the smoke-filled rooms. Right now in Minneapolis, Minnesota, we begin with uh, Judge Edward Doty. Lester, my friend, uh, perhaps you can shed some light. Perhaps you can clarify what's uh, going on right now regarding... uh, television revenue involving the National Football League and the National Football League Players Association. And I'll begin with this question. If you're an owner, are you scared by Doty's ruling? If you're an owner, you should be a little scared, even a little worried about Doty's ruling. This was a central pillar of the whole plan of the lockout. The owners were going to get themselves set up so that they could start the lockout and maintain the lockout while still having te- television money coming in. Mm-hmm. They went, they spent three years renegotiating five different network contracts, getting inserted into those contracts clauses that said, We, five networks, will pay you even though you're not giving us any games to show on our networks. And so Doty has now looked at that. He has realized that by Doing that deal with the networks, he has deprived the players of income uh, because the the National Football League gave away a lot of advantages for nothing in return for the lockout clauses. So Doty says that's a violation of the agreement, of the partnership between the owners and the players. The owners are supposed to maximize income, not give it away in return for lockout insurance. And so the owners are in trouble in front of Doty and it's, we don't know yet how far he's going to go with this, but he's leaning heavily in the direction of the players, and it could get worse for the owners in the next few weeks. I may be wrong, but I don't believe very many people know about this, but you tell me the National Football League has already drawn up a tentative eight-game schedule for Pro Football 2011. Yes, Chris Mortensen uh, has known about this for a long time, my colleague at ESPN, Uh, They have lockout scenarios that they have put together, and they use all of the turning points of the NFL year as they put the schedule together. And at a certain point, if the lockout goes into September and the National Football League starts to lose games, they know on what date they can still put together an eight-game schedule and a playoff and a Super Bowl. That mm-hmm. It's sometime in November, and they have extended out their planning to this extreme. That's how serious these owners are about a lockout. In the case of uh, Arthur Rooney, the uh, man in charge of the Pittsburgh Steelers, ambassador to uh, Ireland, might he be the guy who stands up and tells his fellow owners, let's get realistic about this, I would think of all the 32 owners, if there's anybody uh, who has the wisdom and the big picture sufficiently to understand what a disaster this could be, it's going to be Rooney. Uh, He helped settle everything 20 years ago when they were banging against each other up in Minneapolis. Uh, I was there watching those negotiations, and you could easily see as they went from room to room and as they argued back and forth, that Rooney was the central figure. And he's not 
directly involved right now. President Obama sent him to Ireland to represent the United States government there. That's because Rooney raised a fantastic amount of money for Obama during the campaign in 2008. Who knew that Rooney (laughs) was this big politico and wanted to have a voice in who's the president of the United States? Well, he's an interesting guy, Rooney. And he is the kind of a guy that the other owners listen to. There is no doubt about that. And Goodell listens to him, and so do the people who are negotiating for the owners. So, yeah, he's the guy who would be the key if you really wanted to settle this. Does Goodell look stupid with this right now, given the uh, Doty ruling and the uh, uh, the Doty decision that the, that the $4 billion uh, held in uh, essence as a war chest by the uh, 32 clubs? Does uh, Does Goodell look stupid? I think Goodell has some explaining to do for the owners. The owners elected him. Uh, They thought he was the answer to all of their problems. They thought he would be better than Paul Tagliabue. And now, after telling the owners, we're going to make sure that we get paid even though there's a lockout, now that is in jeopardy. So, yeah, he's got—I'm not sure he looks stupid, but he certainly is explaining— things to groups of owners right now who have begun to worry that this is not going the way Goodell and his staff said it would go. And uh, my friend Lester Munson, how surprised were you to see uh, the remarkably slimmed down Barry Bonds in court yesterday? (laughs) Well, you know, there there are ways to win uh, trials, jury trials on criminal charges. If the government says you use steroids and you show up as a skinny guy who weighs 185 pounds, the government is going to have some problems persuading the jury that you're guilty of using steroids and lying about it. And sure enough, Barry Bonds is looking more like he looked at age 23 uh, than when he was 36. He's obviously off the juice. As soon as you do that, you start to cut back, and he's taken some very good care of himself, and he looks incredibly slender. So Bonds will skate. I don't know. The the uh, the judge uh, in her rulings this week did give the government some reason to hope. Uh, the witnesses against Barry Bonds are going to be the ex-girlfriend, Kimberly Bell. She will testify about physical anatomical changes that <laughs> resulted from the steroids. We can use our imagination just to decide, to envision what those might be. She will also testify. I don't know about your imagination, but mine's going south. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's. Is. But we and we can also anticipate her describing his rages uh, as the result of the steroid drugs. And then he's got a former personal manager whom he fired, named Steve Hoskins, who's going to testify against him. Who heard Bonds talking about these drugs? They've got a few other things, but. Uh, if I were to have to pick right now who wins, I, I think Barry Bonds has a good chance to walk away with a not guilty here. If he does, what does that mean for the image of Major League Baseball? It, it is not, uh, it's not good. Pretty. No, it's not pretty for the. It's the last thing Bud Selig wants is a not guilty verdict uh, for Barry Bonds. It makes Major League Baseball look bad. It makes Donald Fear and Gene Orza, the leaders of the union, look bad. It makes the United States government look bad. They've spent eight years on this, and so far, I think the biggest jail term was two and a half years, and that was for a guy who leaked information to reporters on the San Francisco Chronicle. The people who were involved, Conti, the owner of Belco, the other athletes, they all did four or five months in jail, Marion Jones and so on. Um, And if Bonds walks away... 
he was the target of the entire investigation. If he walks away, then it ends with a whimper. There's no doubt about it. Were you surprised that uh, Bud Selig decided to find uh, John Henry, the owner of the Boston Red Sox, $500,000 for his comments about uh, revenue sharing and just how much he hates giving the uh, poor old Kansas City Royals a couple of bucks? That, that is an amazing find. It's particularly amazing when you know how close Selig and Henry are, but revenue sharing is very important to baseball. Selig spent an awful lot of his time and his career and his energy as commissioner putting that deal together, and if somebody rips him, I, I'm sure that is pretty close to the maximum fine a commissioner can give to an owner. So mm-hmm. Selig was not happy. You surprised that uh, Hank Steinbrenner has not been fined? <laughs> There's something about Selig. Does it surprise you that Hank Steinbrenner actually exists? <laughs> <laughs> There's something about Selig and the Steinbrenner family. He, he when, when George Steinbrenner was still around, George Steinbrenner again and again would push Selig to do something nice to Pete Rose. Selig managed to fight him off, but he was always worried about it. He, he gives the Steinbrenners, I think, maybe too much respect. For those of us who live in Chicago, you know, we hate the Yankees. We understand the Steinbrenners. Selig hasn't quite figured that out yet. Hey, back to uh, football uh, for one moment. Comes uh, the month of July. Uh, two sides two sides remain in the stalemate. How much pressure will CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN put on uh, the National Football League to somehow reach an agreement, given the uh, amount of revenue involved, given the fact that they obviously do not want to pay for no football? And number two, uh, Lester, I don't have to tell you how valuable uh, football is uh, as rating leverage to sell other products for these networks. There's no question about it. As somebody who works at ESPN, I would hope that in July ESPN would be applying all sorts of pressure on Commissioner Goodell, on the entire staff, trying to preserve the revenue that ESPN gets from Monday Night Football. It's a it's a critical part to the su- success uh, of ESPN. And you would think that the networks are already putting some pressure on, but as it's time to open training camp. Then I think they will turn it up a few notches, and maybe they can capture Goodell's attention and the attention of the owners and get them to make a deal. He is Lester Munson, the best of what he does. Legal analyst, ESPN. Sports Court, of course, brought to you by my good friend John Coyne and American Taxi. For you people in the suburbs, whether it's Orland Park, Arlington Heights, Winnetka, whatever the case may be, when you need that cab ride to uh, O'Hare, Midway, perhaps a hospital, a restaurant, Whatever it happens to be for comfort, reliability, and the fair price, make it American Taxi. You will never go wrong. I'm Chet Kopic. We'll catch you in seven days. So long, everybody.